Ladies and gentlemen, wizards of the world, welcome to the Literary Ink Podcast, quarantine sessions from under the stairs. Today we're going to be doing something a little different, um, which has kind of been like almost every single podcast we've had while we've been in quarantine. Um, I'm actually talking to the... um, Tony Trophy, um, he has put on Austin Invitational in, uh, in Austin, Texas. Last year was his first show. I got to attend it. It was amazing. And we wanted to make sure that uh, we had a chance to kind of take a break and talk about tattoo conventions and what's happening with them um, in today's world, I guess. You know, Literary Inc. started doing things kind of in a unique way and some other things have started boasting up. We've got more theme conventions now than ever. We've got a lot of artists who are kind of, you know, making tattoo conventions and they're kind of just raising the bar. So I'm really excited to talk to our guest today and I'm pretty sure we're about to bring him on right now. Hello, Tony. How are you doing today? I'm doing good. Doing good. How about yourself? I'm rocking or at least trying to in the state of of Tennessee. Makes sense. Makes sense. (laughs) Um, We appreciate you coming on today. I'm I'm glad you took some time out of your crazy busy schedule and quarantine life to, to, to be on the podcast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's 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 a bit wild over here in between uh, video games and watching The Office. Uh, <laughs> I had to slide you, slide you guys in there. So that's you know. With that being said, so I know you have a kid who's totally adorable. His name's Rufio, I believe. Yes, yes. Um, I, it's been wild to talk to the parents who've been like on the quarantine lockdown and what they're going through. So for you being able to say that you've been playing video games and watching The Office, I think you've got your stuff whipped into shape. Uh, I mean, don't get me wrong. Being a teacher for once has been like one of the hardest things, uh, you know, imaginable as far as like trying to figure out the structure of how they want their school to, or I guess their classroom to run and trying to do that here in the house. Uh, For like the first two weeks of it, I was like so lost. I was like, Rufio, just read for like an hour or whatever. And then they finally got it structured. It's a little easier now, but uh, it was, it was tough. I I respect teachers so much more now that this has all happened. It's, it's pretty crazy. I've heard about this new math that they have and I'm like, I can't even do old math. So there's no way that I'm going to be able to learn this new math. So I, I do not in any way what yeah. y'all put up with at home um, envy that. Uh, it's just I, I, agree. I agree. I mean, luckily he's only in the first grade, so he's still on like the just adding and subtracting. But uh, I guess the way my mind thinks is like, I've, I've had him doing all of his math homework using like coins and, and money. So oh, he learned wow. the value of like money as well as his math and it's been helping him. So now I'll be like, Hey, which one's a quarter? And he'll be like, right here. And I'm like, Oh, what, how much is, is that toy over there? And he's like, uh, too much for me. And he'll like, go, <laughs> no. so I'm like, Oh, so he's learning, uh, you know, stuff outside of school that that's I to me is going to help him a lot more than just simply writing stuff down so it's it's different I'm doing things that make sense to me that's helping him I don't know if it would work at school but who knows we'll see what happens (laughs) I give kudos to any parent right now that is able to handle their emotions as well as their kids just because it is a crazy time so for for quarantine life what have you been doing to keep yourself active art-wise or office and video wise (laughs) <laughs> so I've been, uh, I've literally, I think the first thing I did when this like really started was, uh, Rufio out of nowhere started getting really heavy into coloring books and started, um, 
doing a bunch of coloring books and he randomly pulled one out one day when, when we were, um, when I was cleaning his room and it was like tattoo related drawings. Um, yeah, not very tattoo related, but it was tattoo (laughs) related. It was like tattoo coloring book or something like that. And he's coloring in, he's like super excited. He's like, Oh damn, look at this, look at this. And I'm like, man, these are, you know, not to knock anyone, but I was like, these are terrible drawings. So one thing that I, started first was uh, I made him a custom coloring book that had like a bunch of my drawings that uh, I've done already for clients um, tattoos and I made that put it together went to FedEx and like made a cover for it and everything wow. and uh, so I put those together thinking it would be easy it actually took a lot of time printing all those pages binding them all that stuff so that was a pain in the butt um, other than that I started to I've attempted many paintings um, and I'm not going to lie. I don't have the patience for painting. So none of them have been finished. Uh, none of them really got far. A lot of them. <laughs> um, I, 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 tried to, yeah, I tried to take a, uh, Copic markers. Um, I saw, I've seen a lot of tattooers yeah. using Copic markers. Those are just as hard for some reason. I couldn't understand it. I'm still working at it. I wouldn't, I bought them and I'm still working at it and seeing if I could get get a a better understanding but aside from that I've just been like drawing drawing new designs and trying to get um, like designs ready so when I can actually make posts of like hey let's book in let's get things going I could have like a ton of stuff ready for um, I guess like kind of recently I'd say within the last year I've had a lot of clients who just message me and it's not like hey this is what I want it's literally like do whatever you want to do let's make a tattoo happen and they don't care what they get as long as it's like a cool design that I come up with so I've been trying to work on a bunch of designs for when that happens. I'm like, Hey, I have these ready to go. Like pick one, let's do it. So, um, working on that and, and still trying to figure out like, uh, how things are going to go and to build off of that. I've also been playing a lot of call of duty. So (laughs) (laughs) favorite, I can tell (laughs) most of my days is is call of duty right now with Rufio. So it's fun. <laughs> the, uh, a lot of a lot of the folks that I've talked to art-wise, some have been painting, some have been drawing. I've been trying to mix a little bit of both. I haven't painted in like a year and a half. And uh, I ended up doing a Bob Ross knot with Kitty in Asia where we just painted. Oh, nice. Thing. It, was, it was crazy because I, I paint that fast, so that was kind of cool. But at the same time, you're you're, you're messing with fan brushes and crazy stuff and I'm a little bit overwhelmed. Um, but same with the pre-drawings. I've got a lot of stuff ready for when I go back. I was like talking to our front of house and I was like, I think it might even be like, I'm going to book all of these first, you know, anybody yeah, who yeah. these. And with your style in particular, like it is elegant. It's one of those timeless tattoos. So, yeah, no, I can see why, you know, and when I think the best compliments as an artist is for somebody to be seeking you out to say, I don't care what you give me. Here's my body part go to town because you sometimes get those beautiful pieces to let an artist run wild. Exactly. And I I personally feel like when they do that and I could just draw whatever I want, I'm like so much more into it. Cause then I, you know, my brain starts flowing. I mean, you know how it is. We start thinking colors and how we want to put it, how we want it to lay on the body, things like that. And I've been having a lot of fun with those pieces when they, when they've uh, reached out and like just recently prior to all this stuff happening, I just made a post on Instagram not too long ago. And I was like, if anyone's down for like a full sleeve that 
Like you have no say in it. Just let me do my thing. I'll do it for like a flat fee. And uh, I, so I had a ton of people message me. 89 people, 286. Yeah, it, it was really neat. It was cool to have that many people reach out. And those are like some of my favorite sleeves that I was working on at the time. Um, of course, they were all like lady heads with some sort of like animal or something, but like just being able to do the colors I want, not being like nitpicked to death. It's been super fun. I'm really enjoying those sleeves. Um, and, and the clients have just been amazing. Like they'll come in, they don't know what they're getting. They say like, Oh, I told my friends what's happening. And they're like, I would never trust an artist to do that. And I'm like, but if you like the artist's work, like, of course you should have trust and you know, it's going to come out great. It's not like I'm going to go do something horrible or ugly. And a lot of people like, you know, they're like, don't do male genitalia. And I'm like, I would never do that. Like, why is that the first No, I'm just kidding. Yeah. It's like, why would that be the first thing people think about is like, just don't do any genitalia on me. And I'm like, I don't want to ruin my work. Are you getting a flower from me? Yeah. It's crazy. Um, I would love to see you do the the seven deadly sins with your ladies. I think that would be super cool. I would need, I would need quite a bit of space, but that'd be really neat to do. I'd love to do something like that. If anyone's interested. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, y'all tune in, grab, grab this so I can see him do all these things and be like beautiful ladies with all the craziness behind it. So how long have you been tattooing and have you always tattooed? And if not, what were you doing before? Um, so I've been tattooing for 14 years. Um, 14 years. The first several were like part time. I, I, I was always scared to do that, like just jump right in and only tattoo, uh, especially, you know, trying to build clients and stuff like that. So I have an extensive um, resume of jobs that I've had, uh, you know, working a ton of different retail like PacSun, Hot Topic, American Eagle. Um, I managed uh, the warehouse at Circuit City in San Antonio for for a good while, uh, which is where I met my brother Lawrence, we were both uh, managers at that place and we just hit it off really well. Who you met at the, uh, at the convention that I put on last year. Um, Oh yeah. I got to see y'all about Lawrence. Y'all just hold on. We're good. And then, and then actually I would say about a good seven years ago, I almost gave up tattooing. I hit this weird spot where I just felt like I wasn't, um, I wasn't growing. Uh, I, I felt like I plateaued really hard. And, and it, it also comes in the territory that I was in. Um, the, the, the city that I was in, I felt like there was a lot of uh, closed-mindedness when it came to tattooing and a lot of things like that. Um, I almost gave up tattooing and was uh, that close to being in the police academy in San Antonio. Um, wow. So I have... I've, uh, quite a few friends that are uh, police officers our little brother's a police officer for the sapd um but something told me like you know what keep at it keep doing it and and i did i continued doing tattooing um so for 14 years did my apprenticeship at 19 finished a, right before i was 21 and uh and just continued and now i'm super glad i chose this wouldn't want to do anything yeah, else. This, this is a perfect way to segue into like what we're really going to talk about today. So number one, you co-own Black Mass in Austin. Yes. Texas. Yes. And so guys, uh, I met Tony through the very first year of Literary Inc. We kept talking back and forth on Instagram. Mm-hmm. You came to the show. Um, you ended up missing year two 
but yeah. only because you were about to do the same crazy stuff that I got into, which was deciding to do a convention. So yes. kind of lead us up. What made you want to do this crazy, crazy thing? And like, what just put you past the point of, of, you know, this is, this is my next step. Yeah. Um, so it's, it's weird. I, uh, I, you know, I, I did, I did so many con conventions when I first started tattooing. Of course, back then I was like this young artist who was really bad. I thought I was better than what I was. Um, and I was just, you know, working conventions. But back then being on a convention, I was just like, Oh, I'm working a tattoo convention. Like that's huge. Uh, didn't matter what it was. I just wanted to work tattoo conventions and, as I got older, I started not liking conventions. Like I was just like, it's uncomfortable. It, you know, I feel like the people that, that put the conventions on didn't really care about the artists and stuff like that. Um, so I stopped doing conventions for several years. Then I decided to like, just get back in it a couple years ago. And it was more for just networking purposes and like meeting other artists and just kind of being out of where I was. And the more I worked them, the more I noticed, I was like, man, you know, like it's uncomfortable. Mm -hmm. um, a lot of artists have to do a ton of stuff just to get to that convention and do the work. And it just felt like the public was more important than the artists, which in a way it, they are very important, but you can't have a great convention without having happy artists. And when your artists are unhappy and they're only working your convention because it's like, it's in my city. So I feel like I have to do it or it's just a rotation of like, that's just the next convention to work. Um, I feel like people get burnt out. They're literally only there just to hang out with other tattooers and don't really care about what's going on. Um, and then there was another convention that just put a bad taste in my mouth. And I was like, all right, that's it. Like, I need to do something. I want to do something like this. And it wasn't until um, the first year of Explore, which you, oh, you yeah. guys attended also. I, I went there and a lot of just all the, the seminars that we took, um, hearing like, like Justin Hartman and Teresa Sharp and all of them talk about like, how they had to like put, pretty much put their fears aside and just go for it um, really sparked me. And, and hearing them say that, uh, you know, it wasn't until like Justin's um, seminar when he was saying like he put his fears aside and started guest spotting places. I never guest spotted until that, until that. And, and, it, and if like, I was scared, I was like, what if they think I'm a chump? What if I, you know, what if I asked to go guest spot and they're like, no, like no, you're not going to come over. You know what I mean? Like all those things go through your head. And I was, I was kind of terrified and, and hearing him say that. And, and it's funny too, because Prim, uh, Chris Prim, the owner of the Grand Reaper, he's invited me several times prior to going to um, Literary Inc. And I was just terrified. I was like, no, dude, like all of them are amazing artists. Like there's no way I would go over there and tattoo around those guys. And, um, when they did the um, the portfolio reviews, Justin was like, dude, stop. Like, come out, come tattoo with us. Don't book up. Just come out. Like, hang out, watch us, all that stuff. And so I did that, and it really changed my life. Like, I, I think Explorer, Explorer changed me for so many ways that I guess I was, like, 
terrified of doing certain things and then actually getting out there and doing it really helped out a lot. And those were the things that made me decide like, you know what, like seeing like Jess and, and all those guys do, um, Explorer, I wanted to do something that also helped our community of artists and kind of bring back the love of tattooing and say, the yeah. feel. Yeah. And you're not the first person to say that. And I tell everybody, I probably talk about Explorer about at least once a podcast. Cause I'm like, there was something that was started and it felt right. And after I left mm-hmm. the first Explorer, cause we had already sent out invites for literary ink mm-hmm. and then Explorer happened like two days after. And I was like, what's going on? And so I went and just, you know, it's, it's like you said, it's inspiring to see these people who, who are killing it. How did they kill it? Why did they kill, you know, what were they doing? Um, what were the parts that, you know, going and guest spotting and then them answering your questions. Yes, hey, I've been, yes. I've been trying to do this. It's, it's that part where it's like, they're there to be honest. They're there to help you out. And uh, the people behind Explorer Tattoo Conference has just, I love the thought too, that it wasn't attached to the convention because so many of the conventions happen and you're missing the show because you're having to pay exactly. for the seminar. We were supposed to have this year, and I was so excited. The day before the show, we were going to have a one-day explore. And uh, I think we were calling it, like, witchcraft or wizardry school of something. Um, <laughs> to me, tacking on at the front end or the, 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 the tail end, like, I think artists are starting to get it. And I think those things are shifting, like, with mm-hmm. how the convention scene is going to be. Um, you know, we've got a Fort Wayne Tattoo Convention happening this year, and that is put on by the guys who did Explore and Studio. Exactly. And I'm chomping at the bit to see that one. Um, I'll be missing you this year, but I'm back next year. Family vacation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, (laughs) I mean, it's wild to see that happening. Like there's there's a a rising up that's happening within artists and it's the same people. It's it's like you're starting to see everybody kind of get sucked into this awesome void. It's not black. It's like exactly. (laughs) And, And I think, you know, one thing that really also inspired me was seeing other tattooers um, putting on conventions, um, you know, Justin Weatherholtz doing uh, Pagoda City and Bill Canales doing San Diego Tattoo Convention. And of course, like the guys from Hudson Valley doing the Hudson Valley Convention, Diego and Sheesh, I think like seeing those guys do this and hearing how artists, you know, the feedback from artists about how amazing they were, how they felt like they were important at those shows, um, also helped out like it helped me make that decision like more in stone for me because that was always my thing like I'd go to a convention I just felt like I was uh almost like you were an animal in a zoo like you were just locked in this little booth and you were just on display you know and where those other ones they really take care of you they supplied more things did things that really helped us do our what we do better and and uh, cleaner and things like that um so you know seeing those conventions and and then when i saw that that you guys were putting on literary ink i instantly wanted to do your show just for the fact like i didn't even look into the show i saw it as just another tattooer putting on a show and i was like okay that's got to be a great show um I, I was like, you know, and it's, it's funny too. Like, I'll be dead honest with you. When I showed up to the convention and saw that it was like the first year that it was like 34 booths, I was kind of like, <laughs> what? Yes. like, what <laughs> did I come down here for? But I tell everybody, like I, I tell everybody, I was like, you know, for as small as it was, not a single booth was just sitting there. Everybody was tattooing. 
everybody was busy the crowd was having a blast like i mean people showed up in gear and and the wild thing was like i think one person i tattooed that that uh weekend was from chattanooga was from tennessee everyone else like flew in or drove in um because they were just excited and, it, and a lot of it had to do with it being a harry potter thing right. which was incredibly smart on your part i may have um, when i was doing just a little bit okay yeah <laughs> it was, it was um, one thing when we started talking themes i was like y'all got no dogs in this race we're going with great race first year so. yeah and and it, but it was so much fun and and you know just just the fact that it was smaller it made it more intimate uh, you guys took care of us i mean y'all did things that made it that other i've never seen at other conventions like y'all guys fed us um, y'all had that like cool room where we were able to go and, and massages things like that um that I'm like, man, no one ever thinks about these things. Like, you know, like having to run out and get food or send someone out to get food because we have another tattoo up in like maybe an hour, like to be able to just run and grab a quick sandwich and then get back to it. Like genius, like incredibly genius. I took a lot of notes, you know, yeah. just from your convention alone. Um, and I mean, y'all guys, you guys killed it. Like you really killed it. It was an amazing weekend, super fun. Um, so I was very bummed when I couldn't do the second year. I uh, heard it was amazing. It was even bigger. Uh, but I it get I, bigger on us. Um, it got a little like it's it's funny. Uh, the we got the size that I thought we were going to be at for year three, and I've decided to keep it that size one more year. And if if we hit it all the angles at the because last year I was an idiot and I did it on Super Bowl Sunday weekend. Oh, that uh, yeah. Two was a little. It's like we had more people than year one show up. Like the attendance was up, but it still wasn't what it would have been had it. And I never even thought about it. And Justin's like, "You put it for Super Bowl Sunday," and I was like, "Oh, everybody's yeah. like, oh, hey, I didn't people even know people watched football. Watch football." I know, but you, gonna <laughs> see, boom. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, that was that was kind of crazy, but uh, we we had planned a little better this year, and then boom, twelve days before. So moving forward, we're going to call it three and three quarters. Um, okay. It is in twenty twenty one. I've been telling everybody we're waiting on the convention center to get back to us. By the time these things start rolling out, I'm pretty sure we will have already launched the new date. Um, we're shooting for like the last weekend in March again, but we're we're having okay. to wait till they're like, hey, it's officially locked down. So it's the same weekend we would have been, but seeing what was happening with the quarantine seeing how people are still getting sick like I, I really see it being more towards september october before they you know late august before they start opening everything up or at least to a place where we can do these so the only other week they gave me was the week before christmas and i was like you gotta be kidding exactly yeah yeah so, and, and so then it like you also have to think too like do i do year three this year just to do year three and then still have to do year four like just a couple months later like that's that's tough and and you know when i've been you know i've been keeping in contact with um with the event center that that we do the austin tattoo invitational at and i've been trying to stay on it and and reasons being is you know when it came to like dates dates were so hard to figure out when it came to doing the convention. And what I did was I was, I kind of looked around and was like, okay, where are some big conventions? Like what dates? Be in the middle I don't, don't want to do the same weekends. And so I saw Montreal and Winnipeg were on these dates. And I was like, wait, no one does one on Labor Day weekend. So I was like, boom, did it. And it made it really easy for a lot of like uh, artists to be like, well, I'm already going to Winnipeg. Why not go Winnipeg, 
Austin, um, okay. Montreal, and and it just makes a really cool like almost think, uh, almost convention tour, really. And, and it's funny that you say that. Um, we were actually, and we still may. We were talking about moving the date to where it's like around where it's almost like thump 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 because yeah. you know same with Fort Wayne happening depending because mm -hmm. we were actually going to do this year and then push the other one further out to near yours because there's a gentleman who's doing a a, a a horror con it's not a tattoo it's just a horror convention okay. I was like wouldn't it be awesome if we're on one side and they're on the other side to have oh two. that's smart yeah because then so, it would bring exactly so we're I mean, it's very smart that. it's three weeks away from yours and three weeks away from from Fort Wayne so it may be 2022 thing and it's wild so being in the convention head space it's weird how you even look at years like I'm, I'm going okay well 2022 is now 2021 and 2021 like <laughs> year four because it is following the book theme and it's kind of doing, you know something and and we always try to open with something wild so yeah. it'll be weird to kind of come back into this and I hope we're forgiven for a lot and I feel like we're going to be probably more prepared because now I have yeah. a whole year to prepare again Definitely. Um, we had our shirts made and I, it's so funny I told a couple folks because I just uh, the date because of April uh, because of February's leap year this year the dates are still kind of the same so we're just going to call it a misprint <laughs> yeah that's a, so next year I so I have this year locked in and I also have next year locked in and they're both Labor Day weekend, but they're off by one day. And I was like, Oh, that's amazing. So I could tell everyone like, Hey, next year too, it's Thanks just on. the third through the fifth rather than the fourth through the sixth. And, and it worked out really nice. Um, and I mean, it's just, it's just great. But, uh, you know, being on the whole talk about coronavirus and yep. conventions and events and things like that, you know, I just, I, was on the call with the event center today and uh you know because i've been i've been like super stressed out you know i have all these artists coming from all over and a lot of them are you know because of this virus like a lot of people just look at like where they're at and they think about like oh well on may 18th these places can open by choice, of course, um, by this date, these things can do that, whatever. Um, but in other countries, they're doing it in like stages where it's like, you know, come July, this type of uh, businesses can open. Like in Ireland, tattooing is not a, a allowed until August. And, um, and, and in a few other places, thing, other things are happening. So it's putting a lot of pressure on tattooers, unfortunately. And I'm, I'm feeling it for them, you know, like just the, the idea to know, like, if you were in Ireland, like, I can't tattoo until August, what is it, 12th or 18th or something like that? Like, what am I going to do until then? Like, that's that's scary. It's, it's you know, heartbreaking for them. It's terrible. Yeah. Um, I've done, there's a lot of people who are coming out of it. I feel like we're going to see a lot of new artistic you know, ways that people are doing mm -hmm. stuff. Cause more than ever, uh, one of my artists has been full, he has painted like 13 dogs. Um, he's That's crazy. It, it is, but you know, we're seeing a lot of people draw more, bringing out those copics, yes. kind of seeing those pieces, which is, it's awesome. But, but the stress of it, I mean, exactly. Uh, so they've loosely, they, they've already, they're opening Tennessee 
the sixth of this month. So in two days, we're able to go back to work. Our shop has decided to wait. Yeah. We're going to wait at least 10 days. We want to see what's going on. We want to see if the curve is going up so we can make a, a, a better decision. Like I won't, I will not lie. I'm ready to get back to work. Yes. We've put in a lot of, we've, we, we have put in so many, um, this is how this is going to be done. They gave us, this is, they, t- they told us the regulations and we've gone above and beyond. There's actually, you know, we're, we're going to be doing a little fun video. You'll get to see hopefully in a week or so oh, that's, that's. what you should and shouldn't do, or, you know, how we're going to be doing it. Cause I think the thing is moving forward especially with conventions too. And one thing we've been telling everybody is there might be a whole new set of rules. We might be yeah. wearing masks at conventions. They might say, okay, cool. This 10 by 10 slot. Not I can actually, I can actually touch up on that. Cause that's the call yeah. that I had today. Um, oh, you know, when I was, when I was speaking to them, uh, so I guess Austin is acting on its own as far as events go. And I've, I've, Personally, I've had a lot of artists reach out to me and just asking like, hey, what do you think is going to happen? Is this even going to happen this year? Um, you know, things like that. And first and foremost, everyone's health is definitely more important yep. than trying to put on a show. And to me, yes, I love the public. Our clients are amazing. But they wouldn't get tattooed if it wasn't for us, like, you know, the artists. So I look out for the artists because they are the ones who would actually, you know, who keep this thing going, who keeps this business going without artists, public can't get tattooed. Um, so I'm thinking about their health, uh, you know, not so much their health either, but their health, um, you know, how they're doing, you know, as, as far as like their business goes, are they even like, is, is their, their, banks hurting things like that like i want to make sure that everyone's where they should be to do this convention i would hate to have everyone fly out and the public just not have the money to to get tattooed you know what i mean like i don't want artists just sitting there of course some would get tattooed but not all of them not all of them would be tattooing and i I don't want that i want everyone to be comfortable again and get here be able to tattoo the whole weekend. Um, and, and that's like my main concern is if I have to pull out, I don't care if I take a hit myself. And, and that's what I talked to them today is uh, I know there's going to be penalties. Like I know if I were to, um, to cancel before Austin tells me that I'm allowed to cancel that I would, I would take a, I would take a hit. And to me, I don't care. Like I'd rather, I'd rather be able to give people plenty of notice so they feel better about it. Um, and know that I've helped a lot more people than waiting to the last minute to, to make the decision or, or anything like that. Like I want to be able to tell our fellow artists like, Hey, this year's not working, but next year's locked in. It's probably going to be a lot safer to get back to it and things like that. Um, and so they told me on the phone, they're like, yeah, you know, if you were to back out now, you would lose all the deposits. You would lose this, you would lose that, you know, things like that. And, um, and I told him, I was like, look, I don't want to be in bad standing with you guys. I want to be able to continue. I love the event center. I don't care if I lose those deposits as long as the artists feel safe and right. the public feels safe. Like that's more important to me. And, uh, and you know, I just don't want to lose the relationship I have with the event center either, either. They, I just wanted them to understand because no one really sees what we're going through. If they're not in the industry, if they're not tattooers, or even if I don't not think on a convention. Exactly. And, and I, I think a lot of people 
look at us as tattooers and think like, oh man, they're loaded. They, they charge this much a day. They do this, but you know, we don't get sick pay or sick leave or vacation days or anything like that. We don't, we're literally at home on what we saved. And, and that's, uh, for a lot of artists, it's not a lot. And then, uh, you know, artists are hurting everywhere. That's why you see everyone doing commissions and things. Um, but to get back to what I was talking about, when I was talking to the event center, they were saying that they, the way Austin is seeing things is they're coming up with these ideas that can work for conventions. And when they were telling me, I was kind of laughing. I was like, yeah, that's not going to work. Um, one idea was like, you know, if there's more than a hundred people capacity, what they would want to do is have it a time frame kind of thing. So I could sell tickets oh. for people to come in from like 12 to two, then have tickets for like two to six. And I'm like, yeah, that's not going to work. Like some yeah, tattooers. Buy a slow tattooer. <laughs> exactly. I was like, that's not going to work for everyone. You know, a lot of tattooers can't do that. And for the people who like to go and book and just do walk-ups, Yep. It's kind of hard to do walk-ups when people are do, like having to buy tickets during like certain times. Um, so some of the ideas that they said, I was like, hey, that's, that's not going to work for tattooing. And then if you want to have it to where people have to be spaced out, that means I have to take booths away. Right. I was like, and so I have to go through and like tell certain artists like, hey, you didn't make the cut. Like, sorry. You know, I was like, there's a, that's a lot of things that end up looking really bad on my end. Um, the out and, and I just, factor has been hard when we got shut down. Um, so we were, we were really kind of on that cusp where they're like, keep going. Cause another convention happened really like, I think oh, two weeks before ours and it went mm -hmm. on, it was fine. Um, ours was coming up. I was waiting on the city. I was looking at all of the things. Cause that's the other part. Like already us making it go into 21, we've lost deposits. Like that's the part yeah. where, you know, you don't realize how, like even some of the stuff that I had for this one because of, previously stuff you know there's gonna be a few people who can't make it here mm -hmm. and then yeah. what do you do with that time in between and what I can say is just all the questions you've asked and all the things that you're working on once again I think that's the different mindset of what's happening with these newer conventions you've got a lot of artists that are doing them um, and they're they're so thought out when you were saying before you had this and you had this and you had food and you had massage the thing that I tell everybody with literary ink and I jokingly say, you know, I'm a big person on the golden rule do unto others as you would have them do unto you. I want to have a great time. Yes. Uh, we've done just a few conventions where you said you did a lot. I actually didn't. I was terrified. I did maybe five, but what I noticed that all those five were a lot of, I never knew who was putting it on. Um, mm -hmm. There was never food there for like good food for me, no food <laughs> or vegans, like none, yes. you know, our industry right now is changing. There's so many people that are eating better and working out and, and doing more and trying to take care of their back and body. And that's been even seeing just that in itself. Like so many people are, are raising the bar. Tattoo the Lou last year was so much fun. They had a room set aside too. We called ours the room of requirement, but it's nice to see those things. And then after the first night of our first show, we had that dinner and everything everybody I everybody was like this has never happened mm -hmm. and I was like you're kidding that part surprised that just surprised me where I was like that one thing which was just you know because I was excited that people showed up the yeah. reason it was so small is Danny and I were like okay we can feel 20 booths <laughs> we can figure this out and then we ended up getting lucky and a few people who 
would have in my brain never said yes started coming out of the woodworks and yes i do believe that the harry potter theme was a big chunk of it but i think um kind of going back to that golden rule and just kind of taking more time to take care of the artist because both the artist and the attendee their experience in my opinion should be the same last year at our show we had a uh, the 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 cause contest we had one for attendees and then we had one for artists right after and there was like 30 to 40 people in each you know there was a lot probably more than that but my numbers were you know I don't do math Um, (laughs) but but kind of keeping that thing alive where I feel like you know the conventions and and like you said I've had so many people conventions are uncomfortable for an artist for for those of you guys who do not tattoo flat out they you're in a cramped spot when you're at home you know where you're canary yellow ink is you yes know, yes at. you have two or three of multiples of things you need yeah. um, at conventions you don't and exactly. normally you don't have your helper i mean i'm 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 so blessed at work we are all very we take good care of each other and we're well taken care of because you know that's that's what this job is about in my opinion it's about exactly. having fun hanging out with the family that you've chosen to make Yes. And then kind of, you know, moving forward with better things, which I think, you know, attending your show last year, I don't know if we've talked about it or not. So it'll be good to, to get to let you hear. It. Um, so it, it, it didn't have a theme, you know, it's just, it's the theme in my opinion was fucking bougie as fuck. It was awesome. <laughs> it was, you saw your family, your brother was there, your dad was there, you know, your kid was there, you were there, y'all were handing out paper towels. It felt like, you did put that extra bit of care. There was food in the back that was awesome food. There was different things going on and it was just classy. And it was like, you know, more than, you know, you knew you were same thing on Instagram. You're blowing people up, you're making them look good. You're showing all these things. And that's a big part of that marketing part that I think a lot of places aren't putting out there as much. Cause as soon as I'm like, I tell everybody tag me, <laughs> tag yeah. me in your stories, tag me and everything. I will screen cap and steal stuff. I will, you know, but it's about getting that excitement. And I think mm-hmm. tattooing is one of the best damn jobs in the it world. Is. We it get is. color for a living and make really good money is, you know, and that's, that's, I don't think it gets much better than that. Yeah. Every time I think that I think of the, one of my favorite mu- movies is that movie uh, Fury where with Brad, uh, Brad Pitt and they're like on that tank and every so often they're like, best job I ever had. And I'm like, yep, that's, that's like tattooers, like best job I ever had. And you know, it's funny you say that I had a lot of artists tell me the same thing. They're like, dude, to have your family there working that show and like seeing what they did for you, like was amazing. And like everyone said, they're like, dude, your dad must have been walking around like every 30 minutes to an hour to take trash out. They're like, we couldn't even fill a trash can before he was taking the trash out for us. They were like, dude, like, and, and the crazy thing is I was completely understaffed. I could tell you exactly who helped us out on my two hands for a big convention. And, uh, but they, they killed it. Like my, my family absolutely killed it. They, they did the 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 greatest jobs I've, I've ever seen and you know i can't thank them enough for you know doing that for me because i i was weird like i was very um i don't know if it's like a uh like a i don't even know what it would be called but it was just like a thing where i was like i didn't want to reach out and just ask random people like hey can you come help out at my convention and things like that i was like 
I, I just told my family, I was like, Hey, I'm doing this convention. I could really use y'all's help. And they were like, yeah, sure. And so they showed up and we did it. And, and it was fun. Like, I mean, just to, you know, see, I'm not going to lie though. Part of me was like, Oh, please, mom and dad, don't start <laughs> talking about embarrassing shit, please. Oh, I and, didn't tell you about that story they told me about. I'm uh, sure they probably <laughs> told everybody some crazy stuff, you know, like, oh, my son also tattoos and like, you know, I don't know, some weird stuff. And, um, but it turned out great. And, and, but that's the thing that I'm talking about, you know, that we, we saw from other shows that aren't put on by artists that we wanted to make better and we wanted to do better for our, our, our artists. And, you know, like for instance, I, I supplied the paper towels and things like that. And so this following year, uh, unfortunately, like I wanted to start purchasing more paper towels and have them ready. And now everywhere has limits. I can't buy paper towels in bulk anymore, but I still have that same plan. Like I want to supply paper towels. I want to supply a saran wrap for every booth. Um, I want to supply all those little things to make it where when people get in town, they don't have to rush out to a convenience store and buy the little items there. It's already supplied. Um, and it's just, you know, in, in, you know, after doing the first year and seeing like what all those items cost, it's just a small fraction of what the booths cost and what the whole show costs. Like, of course I can, excuse me, I could do that for artists because I, I have that in the means and I'm not doing this to make a buck, you know, like I'm doing this because I genuinely want better shows for our, for, for our families, our, our, our tattoo community. I want a great show and something that's just going to be remembered as a great show and not one of those like, man, that one used to be fun. Now I just do it. May that not ever be us, man. May that not ever be us. Exactly. (laughs) I think I would pull out of the convention uh, scene before it gets to that point. And and I just, I'm just, this isn't something where I'm like trying to get rich. And I've had a lot of tattooers who are like, you know what you should do. And I'm like, no, it just sounds like I'm gunning for money there. Like I I have no interest in that. You know, I, I, I feel like I make a decent living doing what I do already without doing a convention. So to me, this is just something to get all of my friends and, and artists that I've never met to come out and just really enjoy the weekend together. And, uh, you know, like I, I even heard that at the after parties, a few people told me they're like, dude, I've never been to an after party where this many tattooers showed up for that after party. Like people really had fun. And I was like, man, that's, that's rad. You know, like that, that's awesome that everyone felt like they were still hanging out and everything from the beginning of the day to the end of the day before they went home, they all just uh, clicked and connected. and, And it was great. Like it was awesome. I loved it. I think our our industry is kind of calling for that too. You've got more artists being tattoo artists now more than ever. Mm-hmm. You, you know, another thing is I saw a lot of women at your show and that's one yes. thing I keep seeing where, you know, that's shifting because I had no idea, like it's still eye opening to me. I had no idea that when we had our show, my, you know, I, I keep joking about it. My wife was like, do you see what's happening? And I'm like, yes, we have 30 Hufflepuffs. <laughs> <laughs> oh baby. She goes, they're all women. 
And I was like, oh my God, they're all women. And we're yeah. still 80% women. And then even go into your show, because I had some ladies that were across the way from me and they said the same thing and feeling that comfortable, which is, which is utterly awesome. I wanted to bring something super cool up. So not only are they a sponsor of you, um, I got to meet Defiant Aftercare at your show. Yeah. Yeah. Those guys, awesome guys. Awesome. Ian, yes. Ian and Chris are great dudes. Great dudes. Um, okay. I now use that for every tattoo. I love like putting it like during the tattoo. That's my thing. I am a Sanoderm girl. That's how I do my aftercare. But for yes. people who yeah. have issues with it, I straight off to Defiant. But super excited. They're sponsoring today's show. So thank oh, you. Right. Awesome. For, yeah, awesome. taking good care of us. They, they heard y'all were coming. You were coming on. And I was like, now's the perfect time. And they were like, yeah. Oh. So yeah, I, uh, you know, it's funny because I started using it and everybody's always, for some reason, clients really notice the stuff we use and they're always like, what's that weird yellow stuff? And I'm like, oh, it's called Defiant. It's a great product. Um, and I'll use it on them and, you know, it helps with the redness and, you know, mm -hmm. I mean, you've seen it. It helps with redness. And I'm not just saying it's this. Like mangoes. It's yeah, it's, it's, it's awesome. like mangoes. Um, that was it for and, me. Uh, they're, they're just a great company, artist owned, and, and they just really take care of people. And, and I, that's what I love. I love about them. Um, and it's funny you say that because I've been meaning to message him back. Ian, Ian texted me a few days ago and I still haven't, but I've just been so busy. Um, but yeah, they're, they're great people. And, and with my show, I really tried my hardest to get the products that I use in my day to day Yes. On the, on the show. Uh, and, and I've had, I've had other companies reach out to me and they're like, Hey man, we'd love to sponsor you, but I've never used their products. Mm -hmm. And I've also like, like some of them I've never heard of, which isn't a bad thing. I just, I've never heard of it. Um, and then some of them, I just felt like it was just, they're just trying to really push their product and I've never used it. I don't want to back something that I've never used. Um, we, so, we like so many that, new vendors that were coming through and we had like 89 aftercare companies. And I was like, same, if you don't know them, if you don't use them. And then the other part is when I find somebody that I'm like, this is perfect. Mm -hmm. I don't move. It's, it's hard. Yeah. It's very hard for me. And I mean, I think that's why I've used, you know, and I'm not, I'm not sponsored by them in any way, but that's why I use fusion and I've used fusion for over eight years now. And, you know, before fusion ink, I've used other inks where I've had people have reactions to things. And I have yet, I've maybe had like one or two clients in the time I've used fusion have a weird reaction to the ink. Um, it's just something that I, I, it goes in easy for me. I know how it works. I, trust the ink i trust the way they make the products um and and i just love their ink so when it came to ink sponsors for the show i told myself i was like i'm not gonna go for anyone else like it's gotta be fusion and if it's not fusion then i'm just gonna let whatever the supplier was bring their ink and go that route but i didn't want to go blast another company i was like i that that's that's the ink i use in my day-to-day -day, who i trust and I really wanted them. So it took a little while, but I finally got, got to them and they were like, Oh yeah, you tag us all the time. Of course we'll do it. And, um, since then we've just been, uh, I've just been in contact with them. They're amazing people. And it's just, you know, when you build that rapport with people who actually care, it makes things so much easier. Um, and you feel that with defiant, like you could tell they care yeah. that they, they really, you know, they put out a product that they like that they use and they got other artists to, to try it. And, and even before I bought any or, or did, they sent some to me and they were like, here, try it out. And I was like, stuff's good. It, it's really good stuff. So, um, so yeah, it's awesome. I, I didn't know that they were sponsoring this, uh, this segment. So that's, that's great.
So for since we, we've talked all sorts of fun things, we've, we've ran on all that good stuff. I'm excited to show some of your work now. Matt, from oh. the curtain, will you drop something? We can, we can see some of this one might be one of my favorites from you. Hopefully he's preparing. <laughs> um, so for those of you who are on the air, we're going to be showing some of uh, Tony's work and one particular one that I'm in love with. It's like Wizards and Rick. If you're a Ron Swanson. <laughs> this one. Yeah. Did you do it at the first year show or was it after? No. So funny, funny story about this tattoo. Uh, really funny story. So I had this design at the first year show and I I was like, I don't know. I don't know what made me draw this thing. (laughs) I don't, I have no clue. I just remember one day I started drawing Ron Swanson and I just turned him into Harry Potter. I was like, oh, cool. Um, Your Hogwarts press, the mates and the eggs. I mean, come on. So I had this thing drawn up for probably a year before the first literary ink. And I tried so hard to do the tattoo. Nobody would get it. And I will, like, I I remember it like it was yesterday. I told myself, I'm going to post it one more time. (laughs) And if nobody gets it, I'm done. Like, I'm not going to post it again. So I posted this, and at the time, the female who contacted me, she messaged me, and she was like, I would totally get this. And I was like, yeah, there's no way. Like, you're lying. Uh, so I told her, I was like, do it. Like, get it. And, um, and we, and like, no joke, we booked it. She was like, I'll, I'll do it. I'll do the tattoo. And since then, she has actually became, like, my best friend. Her name is Alicia. She's, like, <laughs> one of the greatest people I know. Love her to death. And, Whoever's going to yeah. wear that, that's awesome. <laughs> I want a shirt with that on it. I, yeah, I think about, I always think about that. But yeah, since then we like, we did the tattoo and we just hit it off really well. And like I said, like I, there's not a day that goes by that we don't talk and she's became like my best friend. Um, so I'm super glad I did this tattoo, brought her into my life. She's one of the greatest people I've ever met. I try to talk her into it, uh, into being my assistant every day. Cause I, I don't want anyone to be my assistant. It's got to be someone I trust and I completely trust her. So was she at the show? Is she a tall blonde? No, no, no. She, well, she, she is, she's tall, but she's not like super blonde, but no, she wasn't able to make the show okay. last year. Um, but hopefully she'll be there for either this year or next year, whenever, whatever happens because of this whole thing. But yeah. um, the Corona plague virus. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it's ridiculous. But yeah, no, so it's great. And it's funny too, because we talked about doing like a Leslie Note version of something like this and like other characters, like a Dwight, like bring in the office and make them like certain things. So, so we, we kind of have ideas for her, for other characters. We just haven't done them yet. We're actually working on her full back right now. Um, and I guess once we're done with that, we'll push on to figure out like what else to do. But yeah, so I'm super glad. Love that tattoo, and it's on one of my absolute favorite people ever. So this will always be, like, one of my favorite tattoos. And it's funny, when you ask for Harry Potter tattoos, I tend to delete all my photos after, like, maybe a month. So mm-hmm. this is still the only Harry Potter tattoo I have in my phone, and I won't delete it because it's just – I mean, it's just a, a sentimental value type thing to it. You know, I just, I love the tattoo and I love the person it's on. So yeah. So I keep that one on my, on my phone. So we're going to slide over to more of the work that you do. Like I said, your, your work is very timeless. They're, they're very just elegant and beautiful. You do a lot of lady faces, a lot of flowers. 
Um, this is one of his colored versions because you do a little bit of both. I love your black and gray and your color. Um, so I don't tend to do black and gray as often. Uh, I think people it's see my too. color and they're like, I just want that color. And it's yeah. funny. It, so randomly out of nowhere, I bought uh, Fusion's newest set from Shiga and it's got these two, like one's like a dirty money green and then this teal and I can't stop using it for the hair. Like, I don't know what it is, but I love seeing that hair color on the lady heads that I do. So like the last 15 lady heads I've done have that hair, but now people are requesting it. They're like, can I get that same hair color? And I'm like, yeah, sure. Why not? So it's become like, like a thing of Now purple. No, I'm sorry. I said she she can just color it real easy. Go purple, you know, orange. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, oh, yeah I love this piece. Woo! I didn't realize that she was like that is so pretty. So this is a, a sleeve shot, y'all, and you're getting um some more flowers. It's going up from the forearm to the top of the shoulder blade, and it's just a beautiful lady kind of draped on, looking out. I love the no eyeballs. Yeah. So I don't do pupils. I don't know why. I hate doing pupils in my in my lady heads. It feels mm -hmm. strange um so i do them like blank blank stare kind of deal um and then this is actually the first sleeve that i booked when i asked if anybody would be interested in doing just letting me do whatever i want on them um and she jumped on it we were actually supposed to continue working on her leg uh and then she saw that and was like well i wanted a sleeve so let's just do that and so this is the first one that i did and um Using that color set. Using that, that color scheme. And so we're actually going to continue on. Uh, we have a little bit left on the forearm that we have to add to and inside of the arm. But uh, right now, that's what we got so far. And it's it's been really fun. It's about maybe two and a, like two and a half sessions. And that's what we were able to knock out. Yeah, your yellow is insane and popping. Like like that, you said, fusion, I'm a fusion girl too. I've been tattooing for 10 years and the first thing my now wife, my girlfriend at the time bought me as a big gift was a set. And yeah. the consistency, it's not like it's not thick. It's 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 perfect. No, it's very it's perfect. perfect. Yeah. So the the this tattoo that you see here and that last one, that's all the Shiga set. Like I can't stop like that Shiga set. I've been using in all of my tattoos um, since I got it, and it's it's amazing. I highly recommend the Shiga set from Fusion Ink. It has amazing colors. They're not obnoxious colors. They're like uh, they're still bright and vibrant, but a little bit more on the mature side. So they're a little more toned down. So they're you're not getting like crazy lime greens. They're like olive based and stuff like that. Stuff that you see in Shiga's work. Um, and I just, I love the set. So I've been using it in like everything. And uh, if, if you like the colors you see here, I highly recommend getting it. The yellow that's in that set goes in probably the best out of any yellow I've ever used. It's amazing. So one of the cool things, and it's funny, you know, so everything is shifting and changing like a talking about awards and stuff at conventions. One of my artists was talking about, she goes, have y'all ever thought about doing something where it's almost like you give us a color palette and you can win an award off of that. And my eyeballs got big and I was like, man, wouldn't it be fun to challenge people ahead of time? Okay guys. So here yeah, we go. We're going to use these five colors 
let's see what you can do. And that can yeah, be you, into the, it's, it's the stuff that I'm kind of like making artists, even pushing them like, you know, it's up we're in college again and we're going to try something new. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Got that. I was, I was thinking about throwing it in for year four and uh, we'll see what happens. Cause that'd I, be cool. I've never seen that before. Like that'd be a really cool challenge. And, and that's the part of it. Cause she was even like, you know, it could just be whatever. And when she said that, I was like, wow, how do we get so playful? Um, because like I said, I think this is where artists are wanting that next step. What What's yeah. coming on? What's going beyond that? I feel like so, it's a challenge too. Cause I mean, like, it could be something oh yeah. that you typically wouldn't use and it just becomes a challenge. And I, I feel like a lot of tattooers are, and to me, I feel like tattooers are just always up for challenges. And, um, you know, if I were to hear that, I'd be like, shoot, let's go. Like who's down <laughs> to get tattooed? let me do what I want to use these colors. And I feel like someone would get a really cool tattoo with a cool color like scheme. And, and, uh, and then also they could enter it in a competition. So that's really, that's a cool idea. We, uh, I'm excited. Thank you, Amber Olson. I'm going to use it. Um, so another <laughs> cool thing we did this year, kind of, you know, going back to engaging that, that audience slash your, your actual attendees, we ended up making little deathly hallows. They're like little metal, uh, things for our oh, nice. wizards who win, like the attendees, if they win something, they get like a little thing too, which is, is something just shifting the, the tides. Uh, one year we did where it's like, we pick a bag. I think those are the parts just still making it fun and kind of doing things mm -hmm. a little different. Um, so let's give a rundown, tell everybody how to find you on Instagram, how to find you on your .com, your shop, and when your show is so that they can all attend. Awesome. So uh, if you're on Instagram, it's just X Trophy Tattoos. Um, so yeah, X Trophy Tattoos on Instagram. Uh, my website is www.trophytattoos.com. The shop that I, that I co-own and work at is Black Mass Tattoo, and on Instagram, it's at Black Mass Tattoo, except we were difficult, so the A's are V's, so it's B-L-V-C-K, and you just continue through the thing and just flip all the A's to V's. Why is um, difficult? I, I don't know. It was, Claymore had the idea, he ran <laughs> with it, and that's what it turned out to be. Um, and so then the show is actually the Austin Tattoo Invitational. Um, on Instagram, it's at Austin Tattoo Invitational. We are working on year two, which would be September 4th through the 6th, Labor Day weekend again. It was Labor Day weekend last year. Labor Day weekend this year, and it'll also be Labor Day weekend um, next year is also locked in. If things don't go as planned and we have to postpone or anything like that, I already made the decision of doing the second year on the dates that we have been locked uh, that we have locked in next year. So this year it's September fourth through the sixth. Um, next year it's September third through the fifth. So hopefully things work out. If not you'll definitely see it next year, September 3rd through the 5th, but we'll see. Fingers crossed. And he's been on it, guys. This is a show you don't want to miss. If you are, if you are a tattoo collector and you are in Austin or live close to or want to fly to, this is going to be amazing. A lot of our artists are going to your show. Some of your artists are coming to yeah. ours. Like I said, there's a big group of folks that are kind of coming together, so you're going to get to see that on on the the road to, to what's happening, what's new. And another part, you already, like you said, one of the best things is forward thinking. What can we do for our convention floor? What can we do for our shop moving forward with this bubonic plague shit that we're dealing with? <laughs> 
But um, Tony, I normally ask, I'll, I'll, I'll always tell everybody if they want, they can ask me a question about our show so, or anything. If you have if you have anything you want to ask me, now's the time. It could be fun. It could be um, So I did have a question. I know, I know you chose Good. Harry Potter. I know you chose Harry Potter. But was there another idea that y'all were kind of aiming for aside from Harry Potter? Or was it just like you said earlier, you were like Harry Potter. Was it like Harry Potter or Game of Thrones? Or? I have one more big idea that I'm holding on to. And oh, it was okay. the other thought. And I'm, I'm either going to probably team up with somebody to do it in a different place. Okay. Uh, or the other part is because everybody's like, what are you going to do? Because I think that we're always going to probably be themed with, with our wizardry madness. Please don't sue me, JK or Warner Brothers. <laughs> we're not endorsed by them, y'all. We're wizardry. Um, yes. But there, there's a couple things where, uh, you know, we've started uh, a few of my, the artists that I work with and myself are doing LeakyCon. LeakyCon is flat out a convention that's Harry Potter themed. They also have- That's Con here in Texas, isn't it? Oh, it was last year, but wait, they move. And don't worry, because you're one of the artists that's being tapped. So ah, they're, okay. making, they're doing Orlando this year, but it's in June. So I don't know if that's going to happen. But they do Con of Thrones, they do LeakyCon, and they, they travel around. They have a leaky con happening in Denver this year in October. And oh, so nice. what I'm doing is uh, I've actually reached out to them. We're now working with them. So I'm able oh, to. Oh, that's cool. Yes. The literary, uh, the tattoo wizards of literary ink are invading leaky con. We're going to be able to kind of have field trips. So you're already on that list. We're going to be reaching out. It's going to be a much smaller show. It's going to kind of feel like year one for literary ink for the Oh, market. cool. Okay. So it'll only be like 20 booths. So anywhere between or 10 to 20 booths, depending on how big, what they have there is, but kind of like if you think star Wars celebration, same thing. Well, the other thing is they have con of Thrones. So con of Thrones okay. is also in June this year. So I'm <laughs> things to there. So some of that, I look at it like we're teaming up with them. We're going to do some field trips. As for that other idea, if you'd like to know, call me after and I'll let you kind of in on a little bit of it. Um, yeah, yeah. Jared right now, if he was on the show today, would be telling me not to because I kind of let like these little things out. And I'm like, it's just getting people excited, bro. Uh, <laughs> tonight has been a lot of fun. I know we kind of uh, ran over normally, but it was it was really great talking to you, hearing Definitely, about what's yes. happening and where we're going. And uh, I'm hoping to come see you this year, even if it's not at the Invitational. Maybe we can get a chance to come and hang out at your shop for a while. So yeah, it'd be awesome, of course. We're gonna be we're gonna be taking the the show on the road too. I'm hopefully gonna be able to take some of our equipment with us. And this year, when I travel, we'll get to do some other things. And then we've got some special stuff planned for three and three quarters when we get there. But once awesome. again, awesome. thank you for being on the show today. Of course, thank you for having me. Loved it, enjoyed it. It always always great talking to you. So I really appreciate that. Awesome. Well, we will talk to you soon, sir. For sure. Thank you. Bye. Bye. Guys, that was me talking to Tony Trophy, and boy, did we have a fun time today. A little different episode, but I think that that's going to kind of happen every now and then. We always try to kind of see where, you know, the road leads us, and we travel down it, and if it looks like it's a good road, we continue, and if it's something else, or if we see a, you know, a dog over here or a squirrel over there, nine times out of ten is we're going to try to go down that road and see what happens. Um, so like I said, today was great fun. We got to talk about conventions and how they're shifting. So if you're a tattoo artist, then, you know, you can throw in your two cents, send us some, some information on what you, you liked. And if you're an attendee, you kind of get a little bit of behind the scenes. We appreciate you guys being with us today. Once again, we want to send out a huge shout out and say thank you to the, um, fine sponsors of, uh, Defiant Aftercare. 
I've been using them to put on tattoos since Austin Invitational last year. It is the best stuff out there. It smells like mangoes. You cannot get much better than that. Guys, thank you again for being part of the show and helping us out. Um, everybody else, wash your hands. Be good to each other. See you next time. Woo!